They had to make North Carolina seem reasonable. Lindsey Graham, the Republican incumbent and the nation's only possum senator, is currently facing a tough battle against Democrat challenger and Kimmy Schmidt's best friend, Jamie Harrison. And Lindsey's in trouble, folks, because not only is he neck and neck with Harrison in the polls, but Harrison just blew away the all-time record for most money raised in one quarter, which is why Lindsey Graham has been doing a lot of this. I'm getting outraised three to one, outspent four to one. If you want to help me fight back, go to lindsaygram.com. Five or ten bucks from half your audience would fill in the gap that I'm facing. Get wow. on our website, lindsaygram.com. Five or ten bucks goes a long way. Wow. Lindsaygram.com. Help me if you want to help me. Lindsaygram.com. No, you out of that Lindsaygram. Lindsaygram.com. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You need to have my, my back, please. Lindsaygram.com. God damn it, man. <laughs> Lindsay doesn't sound like he's running for Senate. He sounds like he's being held hostage by Somali pirates. <laughs> help me, help me, send money. They said that they are the captain, man. <laughs> it's honestly sad to watch, though, because Lindsey Graham has basically turned Fox News into one long infomercial for his campaign. Oh, Lord. Although Fox News usually airs ads for adult diapers anyway, so their viewers are used to seeing a grown man crapping his pants. I also love how when you cut his desperation together, it sounds like a brand new country hits. LindsayGraham.com, LindsayGraham.com, help me, help me, LindsayGraham.com. But at least Lindsay and the Republicans are still ahead in South Carolina. Because in Iowa, Republican Senator Joni Ernst is trailing a couple points behind her Democratic challenger, Teresa Greenfield. And it didn't help Ernst that at their last debates, she failed to answer a farming question that apparently everyone in Iowa should know. My question is a simple ag question. Teresa Greenfield, you answer first. What's the break-even price for a bushel of corn in Iowa this week? <laughs> well, a bushel of corn is going for about 368 today, 369, and break-even really just depends on the amount of debt someone has. I, I might have missed a bit. I don't think you answered my question. What's the break-even price for soybeans in Iowa? You grew up on a farm. You should know this. Uh, I think you had asked about corn, and I, it depends I, on. I asked her corn. It depends on what the inputs are, but probably about five fifty. Well, you're a couple dollars off, I think, here because it's ten oh five. So Ooh. we'll move on to something else. Ooh. And I and and well, I don't think Miss Greenfield answered either. Uh, she actually <laughs> did put the price of corn. We'd ask for the price of soybeans from you, Senator. You want to take another crack at it? Ooh. <laughs> no, thank you. Ooh. Okay, wow. This is the most Iowa controversy imaginable. Because remember, Iowa is all about farming. That's right. So not knowing the break-even price of yep. soybeans yep. is a pretty big deal. You know, it's like how in Nevada, everyone should know the price of a gambling license. Or how everyone in New Jersey should know what a hitman costs. <laughs> well, you know, it all depends. Is he leaving the body in the street as a message? Or is he chopping it up and throwing it in the river? Because that's going to cost extra. You know, it's like a deluxe package. <laughs> and you know, I get why they ask questions like these. But the truth is, if you want to find out if someone is ready to be a U.S. senator, you shouldn't ask them if they know the price of soybeans. You should ask them how to get Mitch McConnell to get their bill up for a vote. Come on now. And the answer is to gently stroke his neck waddle. Oh yeah, that, that's the stuff. Oh, get deep in the fall. That's it. Let's vote. I will say, Trump better pray they don't ask him any of these questions at the debates on Thursday because there is no way 
He knows what anything costs. That is so important because it was terrible under Obama and he spied on my campaign. We caught him red-handed and nobody's talking about it. And that's why Burisma's stealing the ballots, but we're gonna stop them. And in fact, we've already stopped them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. President. The question was, how much is a gallon of milk? Burisma. And finally, <laughs> let's take a look at Georgia, the world's top producer of mumble rappers. Georgia is usually a safe Republican state, but right now, Republican Senator David Perdue is struggling to keep a razor-thin lead against Democratic challenger John Ossoff. And Senator Perdue had a couple of options to increase his lead, either reach out to the state's growing minority population or whip up the Trump base. And this week, he seems to have made his choice. Republican Senator David Perdue of Georgia is facing backlash after appearing to purposefully mispronounce the name of Democratic vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris during a Trump campaign rally in Georgia on uh -oh. Friday. Uh -oh. Here's what he said. But the most insidious thing that Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden are trying to perpetrate in Bernie and Elizabeth and Kamala or Kamala or Kamala, 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 I don't know. Oh. Whatever. Purdue oh. has served in the Senate alongside Harris for nearly four years. Come on, man, really? Oh. How are you gonna pretend that you don't know how to say her name when you've been co-workers who see each other all the time for right. years? You know, if anything, Purdue is just showing off that he doesn't pay attention at work. It's like hearing someone on the Lakers say that they're teammates with LeBron James. Like, dude, you've been checked out for a while, haven't you? The question is, why would Senator Perdue act like Kamala Harris's name is that hard to say? Kamala, Kamala, Malama. What, what is he doing? Mm. Is he making a racist joke? Was yeah. Was he doing racism? Yeah. Oh. Well, that sounds like a case for Trevor Noah, racism detective. <laughs> yeah. It's racist. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, blessed people. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I see it. it's still going strong, boy. I tell you, there is like coming up with all kind of stuff out here. Oh my God, how you guys doing out there? I know I'm, I'm all clogged up. I'm about to uh, put my diffuser on here and drop some peppermint drops. Open up my nose and I'm just clogged. And the weather been beautiful, but it's also been like, what in the world is going on with the air? I mean, I just, I feel like I'm suffocating. And I have my nasal drip and I take my, my, um, Zyrtex the allergy um, medicine and it's like just give me a break. But um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I tell you, we see it's really, really good something. We got senators doing their own fundraiser. I thought they were supposed to have like a fundraiser group to help them raise money, huh, bro? That's serious, yeah. I'm like, dang. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. God don't like ugly. I, I just, uh, I'm old school on that one. You know, people trying to deadlock us as citizens is, you know, get up in there, like he's saying, pass that bill so people can um, go at least go out 2020 with some type of relief and not struggling. ideology of these folks. Well, I'm going to erase that. I do understand. (laughs) But it just behooves me just to really see it in action. This is not no movie no more. This is real life, man. This is real life. I just don't understand what's happening, though. This is real life. They're literally dealing with people's lives. You know, and with all the mocking and man, that's just too much. Like he said, you know how to pronounce that lady name. You done worked with her all these years, and all of a sudden you're going to act like you don't know who she is. You know, you, you got that Trump syndrome. I call it that Trump syndrome. That's what it is. A lot of them going to need some serious therapy after this election. <laughs> you know, some serious therapy. And once Biden get into that office, and preferably the Democrat gonna take the House again, things gonna start changing. You know, all these people that's out there talking about Trump, 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 they gonna start seeing a difference. And preferably the the country can get back at peace, some kind of peace, right? All this hate and division and fighting and oh have mercy it's just crazy but one good thing about it I do thank God that it's 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 a wake up call for the nation because uh since the killing of Joy Floyd came out publicly and it started exposing all the hidden hearts that's right the hidden hearts baby thing I do thank God for. So, at least, I don't know if anybody else feel the same way, but everything had to happen for a reason, and that just was a sign that God said, I see, I see what's going on, y'all. Come on, I see what's going on. Don't act like I don't know what's going on. Don't act like I don't care about your race. Don't, don't, um, you know, and, well, I'm gonna take that back because God don't see us as race. He see us as a nation. You know, he sees us as a tribe. If you go through the New Testament, I mean the Old Testament, everything is um, a tribe, a nation. The Hevites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, the I don't want, I don't know whites. <laughs> you know, the Canaanites. <laughs> Come on now. And we are the Israelites. We are the chosen people. Right? The blessed core of people that God selected to serve him and even though they had all that stuff going on even back then they was trying to kill him trying to wipe him out then you know what I'm saying same thing even at birth that heron spirit still was hey man 
is still doing it today. But God. See what I'm saying? But God. That's all you have to end your statement with. No matter what happens, y'all. But God. All right. I'm going to chime with y'all throughout the day. If I can, I need to get in and do some stuff before I get my grandbaby. Um, It's been a long week for Dr. D. I can really say I really... I earned my keep this week. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I earned my keep this week. All right. I'll holler at y'all later. God bless. Remember, let's tune in Saturday um, at 11 o'clock. I'll, I'll go Facebook Live, but... Anybody want to be part of the um, the conversation on Saturday, Black Vote Matters. And we're just going to discuss, you know, how each person, everybody's going to have at least about five minutes to share. We're not going to be on there long, trust me, because I, I have other um, interview, interviews to do. So we're not going to be on that long. And... Um, just come join. Just come join us. Boom Factor TV at gmail.com. Send me your, your email address and I'll send you the link. I've been posting it on Facebook. I've been posting it on Instagram. So just go over there to Boom Factor um, TV and um, on Facebook. And then you go to Instagram. It's Boom Factor Show, I think. But you'll see it because it has my logo on it. Okay? God bless you guys. Love you. Peace. Have an awesome day. Don't forget, mask up, wash up, stay safe, social distance when you're in the crowd. Have a good time. Bless your family. Love yourself. Love God first. Okay? Always love God first. Always. with the queen he did keep her waiting for 10 minutes video recorded the very punctual 92 year old queen checking her watch prior to the president's arrival good lord is there is there any rule he didn't break it's like president trump in hot water after pushing the queen into the royal swimming pool (laughs) for more on trump's uk visit we're joined by an actual british person gina yashere everybody In the U.S., Trump's U.K. visit seemed to not go so well. But as a British person, what do you think? (laughs) It was an unmitigated disaster, Trevor. (laughs) This cockwumble. (laughs) Yeah, let's not call him. He came came to our country and insulted us. I mean, look what he did to our queen. (laughs) He's cutting her off like he's trying to beat her to the early bird special. It wasn't just the protocol that he messed up. Trump was straight rude. He insulted our prime minister on the tape before he even met with her. And then he blamed the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, for terrorism. Obviously because he's Muslim and it must have been one of his cousins. Wow. (laughs) You know, like, after this, I I bet you wish that Trump had never come at all. (laughs) Are you kidding? On the contrary, I wish he'd pop by more often. (laughs) But, 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 Gina, you just said that everyone in Britain hated it. Exactly. Everyone. The United Kingdom has never been so united. (laughs) Brexit.
Brexit tore us apart, but Donald Trump brought us back together. <laughs> and then before him, nobody cared about the royals. We were like, they don't work, they do nothing. Our taxes pay for them to live on posh welfare. Their downtown Abbey meets shameless. But Trump walks in front of our queen, and I was like, but this is the mother of our nation, damn it! <laughs> She's the jewel in our crown. Put this man in stocks and slap his balls with a wet crumpet. Slap... Slap his balls with a wet crumpet? <laughs> Look, nobody wins here, Trevor. His balls get crushed, and we waste a perfectly good crumpet. <laughs> That is so funny. And Trump is now on top. And, and just so we're on the same page here, we're on the same page, right? Uh, when they set up this meeting last month, no one knew what it was meant to be about, right? They never knew what the meeting was for. They, they didn't know if it was going to be about nuclear weapons. Was it going to be about the war in Syria, missile defenses in Europe? Uh, I mean, maybe it was just going to be Trump going in to see Putin for his annual performance review. No one knew what it was. <laughs> the meeting had no agenda, right? But then on Friday, Robert Mueller dropped a bombshell directly charging 12 Russian military intelligence officers with hacking Democrats during the presidential campaign in an effort to sway the election, which was major news. Like, the news was so big that it sent Cardi B into labor. <laughs> She's like, Robert Mueller dropping indictments, this baby coming out now. <laughs> so now, so now, the formerly purposeless meeting between Trump and Putin had a meaning, right? It was time for Trump to put his foot down. And he did, right on America's dick. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. Who do you believe? All I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. Really? You don't see any reason not to trust Vladimir Putin? The man was a top KGB spy. He'll steal the shirt off your back. Hell, he stole the shirt off his own back. You can't trust this man. On the list of people to never trust, Putin is right between WebMD and the mom from Get Out. How 
can you say this? I don't know why not to trust him because he said it like now I see why Sherlock Holmes fired Trump as his assistant. Sherlock was like, well, you see, Watson, Trump, uh, the mud on his boot contains an oxidant-rich soil found only in the small section of riverbed where the murder took place. Yeah, but he says he didn't do it. <laughs> My God, how did you even get this job? Electoral college. <laughs> so basically, Trump believes Vladimir Putin over his own national security team. And he didn't just let Russia off the hook for election meddling, he blamed both countries for the breakdown in their relationship. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. We should have had this dialogue a long time ago, uh, a long time, frankly, before I got to office. And I think we're all uh, to blame. But uh, I do feel that uh, we have both made some mistakes. Now, in, in Trump's defense, he has a good point. Sure, on the one hand, Russia messed with the US by meddling in their elections. But on the other hand, America held elections. So they were asking for it. Yeah, it makes sense. And look, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I wasn't expecting Trump to cuss out Putin to his face. But you have to admit, it's pretty wild for the president of the United States to defend Russia against the United States. It's like seeing your team's cheerleader pumping up the other side. It's like, go team, and also their team. Both teams, but mostly their team. I mean, come on, Trump. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. <laughs> and, and once again, once again, all of this brings up the old question of what exactly is going on between Putin and Trump. And we still don't know. Like, we may never know. But in a way, it almost doesn't matter because you have to ask this question. If Trump was some sort of Russian Manchurian candidate, what would he have just done differently? Right? Would there be a difference? I mean, in the past week, he's been tearing apart NATO. He declared the European Union America's foe. And now he's taking Russia's side on hacking America's elections. And he's slamming America's intel agencies. But, but it turns out there is one law enforcement organization Trump does trust. It's Russia's. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Are you shitting me? So, so Putin offered to help investigate his own crime. And President out of the deal over here says, what an incredible offer. Like, how is this real life? Either Putin has something on Trump, which is why he's doing whatever yeah. he wants, yeah. or Trump is just an idiot who got played. And honestly, I, I don't know, like, what did we expect? This is what you get when you put a KGB agent up against a KFC agent. <laughs> TXU Energy Free Pass is back. Your seven highest use days every month are free, automatic. Of KFC. The NATO Summit. It's the annual meeting of the world's most powerful alliance. Sort of like if the Avengers were extremely concerned about steel tariffs. And yesterday, the meeting got off to a rocky start. President Trump had a testy exchange with the president of France. He called out Canada for not pulling its weight financially. Oh. And he demanded that Germany stop pronouncing their W's like V's. <laughs> You're making Wiener Schnitzel sound way less funny like that. It's Wiener, not Wiener. <laughs> 
So Trump spent all day causing chaos at the NATO summit, right? And then later that day, it led to something that nobody has seen before. A bunch of world leaders caught on camera laughing at America's president behind his back. Breaking overnight, a video that might just drive the president crazy. It appears to show the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the French President Emmanuel Macron, and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson laughing at how the president conducted himself yesterday. Oh, wow. Watch this. That's embarrassing. That amazing for two reasons. One, it is crazy that we were able to hear a private conversation between major world leaders. Like, did they not know this was happening? And two, that when world leaders get together, they are gossipy bitches just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. meetings with Trump, world leaders would be like, okay, we need to go back and draw up a new treaty. Instead, they're actually like, what was he wearing? <laughs> and the French guy's like, oh, so he can't speak English. I mean, I don't speak English, but he really can't speak English. <laughs> yeah, it turns out NATO is so catty, they should get Andy Cohen to host it. That's what they should do. And while most people thought this video of world leaders trashing Trump was hilarious, there was uh, one person who did not find it funny. We've got the president leaving a testy NATO summit. Leaders appear to be mocking him behind the scenes, and that was the last straw. The president responding right in front of the cameras. Take a look. Is he on the video of uh, Prime Minister Trudeau talking about you last night? Well, he's two-faced. The president was scheduled to have a press conference before he left, but during that bilateral meeting, after he was asked about this video that's going viral of Trudeau that we played for you, the president said, well, I don't think I'm going to have the press conference now. I think after my bilateral meetings, I'll just get on the plane and head back home. Yeah. In response to what happened, Trump called Trudeau two-faced and, you went and home. announced that he was leaving the summit early. Well, you couldn't handle the heat, but You know what? You know what? To be fair, Trump's not wrong. Justin Trudeau is two-faced. He's got a white one and a brown one. And as for him going home, as for Trump going home early, guys, I think they hurt his feelings. Yeah, it's like, it's like Trump was at a sleepover and all the other kids turned on him. You know, and now he's just there like, Mom, I know it's a day early, but can you come pick me up from NATO? Man, I know a lot of people don't like Trump, but I don't care who you are, man. Every single one of us knows this feeling, huh? Finding out all the cool kids at school are laughing at you. Yeah. Hmm? And you run home all the way crying. And when you're a kid and you cry, you run with your arms dangling by your side. For Trump, the most hurtful thing is probably the fact that Boris Johnson joined in. That's a shitty thing. That's shitty, Boris. That's a shitty move, Boris. That's your friend. 
You know who Boris is? Boris is that one kid you think is your real friend. And then you see him over there trying to fit in with everyone else, telling them your deepest secrets. Oh, and also, Donald told me he pays the bed. I tell you that in confidence, Boris. <laughs> so shitty. So President, President Trump was clearly hurt by what happened. He decided to head home early. But before he left, before he left, he tried to get back at all these other dudes by making some new friends. From the miracle meeting, President Trump has got lunch with a select group of NATO nations, what President Trump calls the two percenters. That's a group of eight other nations that are spending two percent of their GDP on defense. They include Bulgaria, Greece, Britain, Estonia, Romania, Lithuania, Latvia, and Poland. Okay, this is just embarrassing now. <laughs> Trump's rolling with Romania, Lithuania, and Latvia because of what happened? It's almost like the popular kids dropped him and now he's eating lunch at the loser table. And they're probably really nice. They're like, don't be sad, Donald. You can have some of my horse tongue. It's boiled and pickled. To get away. So look, man, clearly NATO did not go well for Donald Trump. And I'll be honest, I don't blame the Donalds for flying home early. Mr. President, you shouldn't be in a place where people are gonna laugh at you behind your back. You get on Air Force One and you fly straight back home where we promise that we will laugh at you to your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, it's crazy.